You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumer. Mary, I got a great idea. I got an amazing idea. And you know how uh, you know it's a good idea when everybody will like it. It's a win, win, win. Isn't that great? And I read in a book, that's what we ought to be working on, is win, win, win ideas. And my idea is this. Donald Trump is going to schedule an interview with Rachel Maddow. That's that's the first kind of newsworthy part uh, <laughs> of, of all of this. And uh, he's going to come on and he's going to say, you know, I, I want to, you and I have had our differences, Ms. Maddow, uh, and there are probably still things you don't agree with me on, like the fact that the election was stolen from me. Notice the wins start accumulating because Donald Trump gets to go on and say he's really the president. He said, but I want to say something absolutely clear right now. I was the one who created the vac- vaccines. I drove that. They're the best thing that could ever happen to this country. And I want to urge all of my supporters, go out tomorrow. Don't wait a day beyond that and get your vaccination. And because all these people believe any dumb crap that he says to them, <laughs> they will say, oh, okay, let's go get the vaccination. And suddenly we're at 90 plus percent vaccination. COVID is stopped. Uh, Rachel feels a little bit used, but she's a very thoughtful woman. She said, well, it was all in the interest of getting the uh, country vaccinated. We're okay. Suddenly, talking heads all over the place are saying, Donald Trump showed he can be presidential and must be considered as a potential contender for president in 2024. What do you think? Is this an idea? Well, it's an idea. Um, but I have more, I have less faith that people would get vaccinated now if Trump said something. I think that could have worked initially, you know, maybe before the the great rising. But it feels to me that it's pretty baked in for these folks now on the reasons why they're not being vaccinated. And just Trump coming out and saying that, I don't know if that changes their minds, you know, so maybe for some of the hesitant people, it would, but I suspect, and, you know, reporting demonstrates that there's a sizable number of the non-vaccinated who really have accepted the premise that, um, that it's, there's something wrong with it. Um, Today I was having lunch with somebody who said, um, she knew a young man who wasn't getting vaccinated because he believed it caused infertility. There's no evidence of that, but there's no evidence that it doesn't, right? I mean, that's the way they look at it. And is he going to change his mind just because Trump said it's okay? I guess not. I, You know what this reminds me of? When you and I were young and I'd have like a great idea to put our sister Margie in the toilet. And you always kind of rained on those ideas. 
Yeah, I just didn't think that was a good way to go about it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just, it's just a thought because um, even if Trump would come out and he has indicated that he knows the election wasn't stolen, that he lost, that doesn't seem to change the opinion of the people who believe that he was cheated out of the election. Well, let me go to the conclusion. Even Donald Trump coming out and saying get vaccinated is not going to do it. Then we must accept the reality. We are not going to be sufficiently vaccinated to end COVID in this country. I think that is what we have to just come to grips with. We'll be living with it for all of our lifetimes. And there's, you know, it's, it'll be a manageable, manageable problem, but not a solvable problem. And I suspect that's the world that we're living in. And it's a shame because it didn't need to be that way. I mean, I, I, always, I think it's so funny when they ask these doctors, you know, how do you feel about the people you're treating now and the people who die? And they're so angry. They're like, it didn't need to be this way. Now there are people who are dying who shouldn't be dying. Well, we're and hearing what are you going to do? Yeah, and we're hearing reporting, uh, very interesting reporting yesterday on NBC uh, from southwest Missouri, an area that, like Arkansas, Mississippi, extremely low levels of vaccination. And the hospital and hospitals and medical centers are being overwhelmed. And the employees, the nurses, the doctors, the other medical people there are in uh, anger and frustration saying, we just got through doing this before and we've got to go back and do it now. They're being overwhelmed. And they say, and the same thing you just said, we, do, we didn't have to be. It didn't have to, to happen. And I think that, you know, it pulls up one, one of the many ethical problems of this. One of which, frankly, is this. We are a nation that has more vaccines than we know what to do with, but we just don't want to use them, or part of our population doesn't. And we go throughout the rest of the world, and many, many parts of the world don't have enough vaccines. Man, something's really wrong here. Honestly, and it was funny, I just said to Mo yesterday, you know, how does it feel to be Algeria, for example, where 2% of the population is vaccinated they're dying for the vaccine they must look at the united states and say what's wrong with these crazy people because but i i'm just convinced that who wants to be vaccinated is vaccinated and i don't want to say that the biden group should give up i understand it's their responsibility to continue to try to uh, get folks vaccinated but it feels to me like they're wasting their time that's me yeah and i i was talking to a fellow yesterday who works for the state of illinois in one of the bureaus you know, you know a legislator i think he works in you know administrative bureau he told me the state of illinois is not requiring vaccination i said you're kidding states are not not doing it he said no you know they've decided uh they can leave it up to everybody's good choice. I, I'm an extreme in this. I would tell states, 
corporations, schools require it. I mean, you used to be in a position where that would have been maybe not your decision individually, but you would have been in the room where that decision was being made if the corporation should should do it. What would you have advised them? Well, it's interesting because I've had this conversation with a couple people. So it seems obvious and easy to me to say, I would have said, we have to require people to be vaccinated. The argument against that is really a recruiting argument, meaning if you force people to be vaccinated, you know, depending on where your businesses are located, are you going to be able to hire? I mean, it's the same thing, John, that's pushing companies to want to get rid of drug testing for marijuana. It's so hard to hire people. And when you put one more barrier, marijuana smoking, having to be vaccinated, you just have a hard time finding people. So that I think is something that businesses are thinking about, which is, are we going to be able to recruit if we force people to demonstrate um, that they're vaccinated before we hire them or we force them to be vaccinated? Well, it's interesting, it, isn't it? It is. And for many manufacturers, yours included, uh, you know, as a strategic matter over the several, many decades, uh, their plants were located in small towns in rural areas because of availability of workforce, uh, availability of land, a lot of other other reasons. So, you know, if you wanted to locate chicken processing plants, you went to Arkansas. You didn't put those in New York City. And so that's, isn't that the same demographic that's saying, no, we don't want to be vaccinated? Absolutely. It's, it's exactly the same thing. So I, I suspect that businesses that think, um, you know, we'd like to have a mandate and get everybody vaccinated because as the Delta variant comes through, and now we know it's what does Biden call it, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. If you have folks working in your plants or in your business, whatever that might be, that are unvaccinated, you're going to have more people out sick, more people die. You know, businesses can't operate that way. They don't want that. Plus, they just don't want their people getting sick. It's um, going to be an increasingly difficult six or nine months as we grapple with the pandemic or the unvaccinated. I mean, for me, the thing I'm struggling with is how much empathy will I have for someone who's not vaccinated but gets really ill or dies? Because whereas a year ago, it wasn't a choice. Now it's a choice. Yeah, but Mary, you're a liberal. You'll always have empathy. <laughs> That's kind of like baked into it. We got to feel bad about things. I, I just talked to somebody at a high school. This high school is not requiring vaccination, although they're clearly heavily uh, encouraging it. And they are taking a whole set of activities, for instance, all extracurricular activities, not only sports, but the photography club and everything, to participate in those, you have to be vaccinated. And they're requiring the kids to have vaccination cards. And as they come into a classroom, you show your vaccination card. I don't know if this goes on beyond the first days. If you show a vaccination card, you don't need a mask. 
if you don't have one, you do do need a mask. I, I got to tell you the truth. As a high school teacher, this seems like a really complicated solution. Why don't you just tell them to get vaccinated? Well, it's the, it feels very scarlet letterish too, doesn't it? It is. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, because um, although somebody was telling me today that everyone's back in the office where she works, so only a couple people are wearing masks. And she said, you know, we've told them they have to wear masks if they're not vaccinated. So they like stand out <laughs> like sore thumbs. But I said, maybe it, it's a political statement. It's a different political statement. Instead of the non-masking as a political statement, it's masking in terms of pride about not being vaccinated. Could be. Instead of a scarlet A, have you noticed that advertising uses uh, the name of the color magenta a lot recently? Yes. It's coming. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but magenta is like the current color. And maybe we could have... The magenta U for unvaccinated. Right, or C. But yeah. that would be more like Cleveland Indians. I don't yeah, think so that, that that would not, not work at all. I, you know, it seems to me that schools are a place. Now, I brought this up. I was at a party yesterday and somebody said, well, but there can be medical exceptions in this. I said, I understand that. And we're real smart people and we know how to handle exceptions. We can do that. That doesn't mean that we can't put it across the, uh, the board. Uh, the person said, well, you know, if you put it across the board, then people are just going to hide or they're going to lie or something. I said, these, none of these seem to me like really important objections. The bottom line, like with smoking, we had to say no smoking in restaurants and bars and in offices, in all those kind of things. No, stop it. Is there anybody who still smokes? Yeah, they do. But they go outside and they stand in 10 degree weather and everybody can look at them and say, okay, you're a little bit crazy. I, smoke of shame. The smoke smoke of, shame. of shame, absolutely. I Maybe that's just something we have to get to. I am convinced we've got to do something to increase this amount. We're getting this concentration. You know, they're calling it the pandemic of the unvaccinated. But to some extent, it's going to be the pandemic of the southern states. Although, you know, I say that and Los Angeles is going through through a great yeah. problem as well. Yeah, I don't think it's just the southern states. I, I think it is the right expression, the pandemic of the unvaccinated. But it isn't without its consequences for the rest of us. So we're all wearing masks again social distancing, um, venues don't open, our lives don't shut down completely, but they definitely slow down as the fall goes on because of this pandemic of the unvaccinated. I think you're going to have the social approbation that you had about smoking. You know, like, it's just not socially acceptable to smoke. It's against the law, but more importantly, it's not socially acceptable to smoke indoors. You would never go into somebody's house, for example, and light up a cigarette. You might say, do you smoke in here? And everyone's, even if they smoke, like, no, we don't. So I think that um, if vaccinations for COVID become similar to that, then we'll um, have, you know, kind of 
passed over to the other side where it doesn't matter what government says, doesn't matter what Trump says, but if your world you live in is like, makes you a pariah for not being vaccinated, there will be a segment of that group that gets vaccinated. That's what I think, so. Yeah, listen, I I have to run. Uh, Rachel Meadow apparently has an open spot uh, if Donald Trump's not gonna appear on the show. And I'm wondering if she might wanna book us in. Let me know about that. Yeah, I'll give you a call, okay? Talk to you, bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.